Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host, and each week I present a new topic that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to 187 of Martha Runs the World. Some runners can go out and run, let's say, uh, five miles every time they go, and they don't worry about it. They run the same course, they run the same distance, the same pace, and that's it. They just go, have a great time, and they're done. They're complete. That's it. That's all they do. They do this for the rest of their lives, and that's it. They're happy. Well, that's cool, but this episode is not for them. This episode is for the rest of us who may have problems sticking to a running schedule or may not know how to set up a schedule, don't know how to train for a running goal, may have a big race that they want to do or dream of doing, and don't know how to schedule a program to work towards that goal. Maybe you just started running, maybe you've fallen off the wagon, Maybe you're bored with what you do. Maybe you've never set a goal in your life, and but you want to. You There's this big race next year, and you want to accomplish it, but you've never set up a training program for yourself. So I'm going to help you do that. If you've never set up a goal, or you've never worked towards setting up a goal, how do you know that you can do it? Do you just kind of guess at it? Do you just maybe pray that you can do it? Or do you just kind of put your luck towards the wind and go for it? (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of a goal-oriented person, so I kind of figure out what I can do. Sometimes I aim too high and I don't make it, but I at least try to work towards it. So it's mid-August. September, October, November, December. We're going to get to the end of the year pretty quickly here. If you have a goal that you want to get to in next year, let's say let's say you want to run your first marathon. Okay, you've never run a marathon, but you want to do it. Now is the time to think about how you can achieve that goal. You just want to run a marathon and finish it. Finish it within the time allotted. You don't want to get a PR. You don't want to rock it. You just want to finish it. Okay, let's, how can you do that? How can you finish your first marathon? I think that's a splendid goal to work for towards. All right. How do you do this? How do you do work towards it? Okay, that's your big race. Your big race or B I G R A C E, your big race. Well, this is what I do. I set up a training plan, and you can set up a training plan in many, many ways. Okay, I'm jumping from what I from my little outline that I had planned. So I'm jumping around here. So sorry if I'm making noises with my paper, but I had everything nice and outlined, but I'm not following it at all. So <laughs> I'm skipping around. This makes more sense doing it this way. All right. Now, every runner, I think, should set up a running plan or a journal or something that they can put down their at least their how they're going to be their workouts and their runs for the at least a month going out go for the next few weeks and they can 
maybe maybe they can do their their runs and stuff up to the race. Some people maybe some people are averse to that and they don't want to do it that far ahead and they said, "Oh, that's too much planning." But at least get your long runs scheduled in there. It's really important to have your long runs scheduled in so you know that you're going to get enough long runs in to be able to get enough training in for that marathon because you really should at least have one long run of 20 miles, at least 20 miles in to do a marathon, in my opinion. And you want to do that at least two to three weeks before your marathon. So you have to really schedule that out into your calendar. You have to know what's going on and plan that. There's a lot of planning involved in big races. And how you how can you do that? Well, I put my training plan in Excel spreadsheet. I love Excel. I'm kind of an Excel nut. I do a lot of things in Excel. I do a lot of my planning for my podcast in Excel. Some people love Google Google Docs, and that's great. They love them. I do some things in Google Docs, but I find Google Docs to be not as, um, they're not as uh, flexible as Excel. I can do a lot more in Excel than I can in Google Docs. It's really hard to say Google Docs. <laughs> that really is kind of hard. It's like Google Docs, Google Docs, Google, Google Docs. <laughs> no, it's kind of hard. I just find Excel to be a lot easier to use, and I can do a lot more with Excel. So I use Excel. You can do it in whatever you want. If you want to put it into a a little calendar, in a little uh, pocket calendar, if you want to get a big whiteboard and put it on there, or if you want to get one of those wall calendars to put it on, you do it however you see fit, as long as it will work for you and you can use it and get motivated by it and look at it every day and say, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is what will motivate me and keep me going and running. I think that's awesome. But I think every runner should find some kind of way to keep your training schedule. It's really important if you have goals. Like I said, if you're that guy or gal who goes out and just runs two or three miles or five miles and says, yeah, I'm good, then you don't need it. But if you're that person who wants to run different runs, run different training runs, have a schedule, have a goal. You kind of need a schedule to go up to your goal race. All right, so let's say, okay, you want to do your first marathon next year, so you have different types of, of runs you're going to be doing. You have your big race, like I said, your B-I-G-R-A-C-E. So that is going to be your goal race. And so like my goal race is my I'm going to be doing my first 50 miler in February. So that is my B I G R A C E. My intention is to do that. I will do that race. I will finish my first 50 miler in February. And my training is important and my mental state to know that I'm going to finish it is also important. So I have my my big runs. I'm going to do a couple races as training runs. I have a 50K I'm going to be doing in December as one of my training runs. I think that would be an excellent training run. A lot of times, amateur runners do too many weeks of training for too long and don't give themselves enough rest throughout the year. For some research for this episode, I found out that amateur athletes don't give themselves much rest 
throughout the year, and that's one of the reasons why they get injured so much. Your training seasons throughout the year should be there should be one one season of base building where you build up your endurance, slowly add mileage into your training. You have strength training as well. Now I'll talk a lot more about strength training coming up. And that should be your base. And that should be about maybe the first, when you first start training for your big goal, that should be maybe 7 to 13 weeks. And then you get into your season, um, your second step of training, which which will be the next 12 to 14 weeks. I, I'll call them ste- steps. They called it season, but I'll call it steps. The first step is your base training. And then you get into the second step, which is the 12 to 14 weeks before your big goal. And then you're going to get into a more calculated training where it's going to match what your race is. So you know what your race is going to be. Let's say you're going to do a marathon and it's going to be next year. Let's say next, you're going to be doing a marathon that is going to be pretty flat. So you don't have to do hills. You just have to have It's going to be a road marathon and it's going to be flat. So you don't have to worry about hills, but you have to get a lot of training on roads in flat areas. So that really is going to be what you're going to be training on. You don't have to worry about the hills, but you have to get a lot of training in flat areas. Your body and legs have to get used to that. So that is what you're going to be doing a lot lot of your work on. You also want to do some strength training so that your legs and your body can take that pounding but you also don't want to overdo that as well if you decide to use races as training runs you must remember to not run those races as races and as fast as you might if that was a goal race you use them as a training run and go a little bit slower than you might go and just use that as a good training race like if you're going to use a half marathon as a training race as a training run just go as a training run and not go quite as fast as you would normally to set up your running schedule you need to decide whether you want to run four five six or seven days a week and that's where it gets a little tricky don't run every type of run the same If you decide to run seven days a week, if you're a streak runner, if you want to run run that, then only make a a couple of those one mile a day to keep your streak going. You don't want to be all too tired out because you run too long every day. And I would say the minimum, unless like you just want to do 5Ks or something, the minimum you should run is four days a week. Three days is not really a lot of running, in my opinion, but make it four days a week and make them count. If you're, if you're only going to do four days a week, make those four days count. There's, up, there's nothing wrong with taking a couple days, two or three days off of running a week. I don't do running streaks. I feel the need that I need to take at least two days off a week. I'm still active. I still do strength training and I take a full day of rest off where I'm even walking. I'm not even just, I'm not on the couch or being, being a couch potato. I am walking, but I do take a rest day off where I'm not doing strength training or running. I still get out and do something on that day. Right now I've been 
running four days a week, but I'm going to push it to five days a week starting this week as I get more into my training for my for, for my race in February. I'll see how it goes. I'm going to start at a minimum of two miles tomorrow on that fifth day, but I'll increase that as I go along. I don't want to overdo it, so I'm going to try it out. We'll, we'll see. One of the biggest mistakes is that amateur runners start out as they start running their training runs too fast. They start out running way too fast. They need to take it a little slower, take each run slower, especially your long runs. You want to go, your long runs have to be very slow. If you think you're running too slowly, that's the perfect pace. You want to go slow on your long runs. There's a reason why they're called long and slow. They're slow. They're supposed to be. They're supposed to push your endurance, not your pace. So you want to take your slow run, your long slow runs as slowly as you can because it's supposed to push your endurance. You make, you know, you can do one fast run a week, but only one fast run because that's that's the way you can get, can get injured. If you're going too quickly on all your runs, you're you're asking for an injury right there. You don't want that, I'm sure. And another thing to remember is that make sure you're not overstriding. You got to watch your cadence, which is your stride level. One of the ways where beginners can get injured quickly is to overstride. I see it all the time. They take these giant leaps. Young runners, very young runners, they take these giant leaps like they're hopping, they're jumping from step to step. And it's like, oh, that's not the way to maintain a long running career. Shorten those jumps, shorten those steps down. And what is cadence? I'm going to I'm going to include a really nice link about cadence and form and stride. Cadence is our step rate. This applies more to road running rather than trail because trail running is so variable, especially on a technical trail. You're not going to have cadence because you're jumping over rocks and and roots and all kinds of things. So you're not really going to have it. But on the road, it's really important. A runner's cadence should be at least 160 to 170, maybe 180 steps per minute. If you're slower runner it can be like uh, like if you run 10 minutes or or slower your cadence can be 160 steps per minute but if you're faster than 10 minutes it should be at least 170 steps per minute you can track your cadence by setting your watch to 30 seconds and counting your steps and then times that by two and that is your cadence so try to take smaller steps it's will maintain you, it will help to give you a healthy running career for a long time. Now, there's a lot we can learn from expert runners and coaches. If you can hire, if you can afford to hire a running coach, I think that's an amazing thing to do. If you can't, there are some really excellent YouTube channels where you can get some great information for free. I will include a couple links on two that I really like. One of them is Strength Running by Jason Fitzgerald. He is top-notch. I love his channel. He puts out some great information that helps runners of all levels, road or trail, and he really can help you from everything from all areas of running, from warm-ups to running faster, strength training exercise. He has some really nice strength training exercises that you can do at home if you don't want to belong to a gym. And the Running Channel is another good one. That's a British... Uh, running running uh, YouTube channel 
and they have a great crew of hosts who help in all areas of running, from ultras to 5Ks. And while it's filmed mostly in the UK, it's beautiful scenery, by the way. They are really, really relevant and can help you out with your running. They, I just love them. They're really, really cool. And now we get to one of my favorite subjects, strength training. I love strength training. I love going to the gym. I love going there. Even after a long day at the, at the clinic, 12 hours working at the clinic, I still like going to the gym. It's really fun. I love doing my strength training. I love doing my lifting. I love the fact that my biceps have definition. Yes, I, my arms are getting stronger. I love that. And I love doing my my leg exercises and getting my core stronger. And what, I can feel it on the road. I can really, really feel the difference on the road. And I think it just makes all the difference in the world to go out and do some strength training exercise. And don't do not skip that. If all you're doing is running, you're really missing out helping your body to be a stronger runner. So I think it really, really makes a big difference to do strength training at least once a week. I I really only do it once a week. I do my my uh, one time I do two two strength training uh sessions at 20 at 24 hour fitness. I do one of leg and core and then the other I do arms, shoulders and back. So I know I help myself doing those. And there's plenty of great exercises videos on YouTube that can give you some really, really good exercise. If you don't want to go to a gym, if you can't afford to go to a gym, if you just don't like gyms, you can do them at home. There are lots of body weight exercises you can do. Or if you just want to buy a minimum of of equipment and do them, Jason Fitzgerald's YouTube channel will give you lots and lots of advice if you want to do them. You can do them out when you're you're running. You can do them in between your running exercise if there's a nice green grass area. In San Francisco here, there are some outdoor gyms that free of charge. You can just use their equipment. If you're familiar with San Francisco at all, on the Marina Green, there is an outdoor gym area. You can use their equipment and do some great strength training exercises right there. It's really cool. I know there are probably other cities that have that but if you can do this stuff it will really really help you out just the basic minimum stuff will make you a stronger runner so don't skip that the other big tip that i can give you is get to know your what your goal race is about Really understand it. Read all the information that the race company has provided. Know the map. Look at the temperatures of the area that you're going to be in at that time of year. Understand all the hills or the mountains if you're doing a trail race. Look at the roads if you're doing a road race. Know where all the aid stations are going to be. Understand everything. If you need to bring extra stuff, if you need to uh, supply your own drop bags, if you need pacers, get all that stuff. I mean, really plan all this stuff as much as you can. Get everything together because it's really up to you to take care of yourself in the race. Everything requires you to take care of yourself and to get all that, all that stuff together. All right. 
it's really important for you to take to look at all that and to know everything ahead of time. Look at the temperatures for that area, the you know, whether it's going to be cold, whether it's going to be hot. I mean, I've been looking at at, fe- at February temperatures in the Arizona desert. The highest can be from the 40s to the 60s during the day and drop way down into the teens at night. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I plan to camp out. Yeah, it's going to be cold at night, so I'm going to have to invest in a really nice down sleeping bag. Yeah, but it's going to be fun. I don't mind it. I love camping, so I it won't bother me one bit. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it very much. So that, that's going to be a good time. So we'll see. We will get to that bridge when we get there, but at least I know ahead of time of what to expect. And that's what you should. You should be able to plan for everything, look at past reviews and past stories and everything about your race so you know what's going on. And keep thinking of that goal race. Keep Repeat to yourself that you will finish it. Keep, keep repeating that to yourself. It's the positive self-reinforcements that will keep you going when the race, when, when the training is really hard. When you don't think you can keep, keep it up with the training, you will repeat these to yourself that I will accomplish my goal. I will accomplish my goal race. I will do this race. And that will keep you going. And tell me what your goal race is. Email me at MarthaRunsTheWorld at gmail.com. Let me know what your goal race is. And I wanted to tell you about my training run this weekend. I had a wonderful long training run. I ran 10 miles, and it was so fun. It was really, really fun. It was probably one of the most fun training runs I've had in a long time. I can tell that my all my training, all my work at the gym has really helped I ran 10 miles and I wasn't even sore the next day. Nope, not a bit of soreness, not tired. I could have gone longer, but my training had said 10 miles. So I thought, okay, I'm going to stop here and I'm not going to push myself till I'm just too tired to move. It was great. It was a wonderful day. It was a wonderful training run. I, I ran from the Panhandle through the park, Golden Gate Park to the ocean, to Ocean Beach, and then ran all the way down. I ran around the San Francisco Zoo and then up around Lake Merced and then stopped at Trader Joe's, <laughs> got dinner, and took the bus home. So it was great. It was so fun. It was really fun. I just had a wonderful time, and it was flat because I have a race coming up. Not my goal race. It is not my goal race, but I have a race coming up, as you know, in the end of September, that is a timed 12-hour race that is flat, obviously. And so that's why I did this run, because it's it was pretty flat. Now, in two weeks, well, I guess a week and a half when this comes out, I am going to go out to take Bart out to the East Bay and do some heat training, because I think it's going to be pretty hot when I do my 12-hour race in Penryn, which is just east of Sacramento. I think it's going to be pretty hot, so I need to get some heat training in. So I'll do that. But yeah, it was really fun. It was a fun day, fun race, race. If it was a fun day, fun training, and I had a great great time. So I hope you got some 
really cool runs and races in this past weekend and i hope you continue to do so and like i said let me know what your goal race is your big goal your big b-i-g-r-a-c-e is yeah we can all have other races and stuff but what your big race is yeah i have some other races coming up but my big race is next year so yeah so i hope you got something out of this today it's just some thoughts that i was thinking about and i thought would be helpful to you and that is this week's show. And the the website is MarthaRunsTheWorld.com. And I'll put the links that I talked about, about the YouTube channels and about Cadence and everything on there. And also on there is Buy Me a Cup of Coffee if you want to toss a couple bucks my way. And the Patreon patron button is there if you want to become a patron and help the show that way. Thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate it. And until next week, let's tie up our shoelaces and go for a run.